So I have to say on that on that front, um, I was so happy we were we had hit such a good stride in this podcast because with the inevitable Sasha dropping off because of load shedding, Kevin and I were able to like cover it over and sprinkle and pretend like Sasha hadn't dropped off. We did a pretty good job of that. And then what does he do? He moves back to where Sasha is. So now there's like 66% chance we only have one person on this podcast instead of 33% chance. Yeah, look, a lot of that was also my rubbish laptop. So if I run into trouble tonight, then I'll just swap to an ET laptop. No, it sounds good tonight, though. Um, boys, what's the story? What are we talking about today? I don't actually know. I don't remember. I don't know. Weren't you going to, uh, weren't you just going to rumble through? Yeah, I actually, I actually, I did have a couple of, well, there were a couple of things that I think are worth talking about. Um, the first thing was, what the fuck is going on in South Africa and the terrorist fucking attack or whatever? <laughs> what was that all about? Jesus. No way, Drew. Did you guys find out about that as well? Yeah, of course. It was on the WhatsApp group with the guys and... Um, it was in my family group. Everyone is freaking out. And the thing is, is that often those things go around and they, they clear hoaxes or they're unclear hoaxes. That one looks a little bit like an unclear hoax. Like, oh, you're cool. A week before the attack, there's going to be a warning. Like, it seemed so un, unreliable. And then it turned out to be like it was a legitimate thing. Well, I mean, so we had Gay Pride yesterday. Okay. There was a great gay pride parade. So it was either the gay pride or it was the get together for Kev's arrival. <laughs> worked out yet which one it was. Yeah. Did they have a Kevin float? Well, <laughs> it sank. It's floating and then it sank. They inflated it, but air kept on coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Slot, no, I don't know, Brew. We don't really. It's not the first time we've got stuff like this. Um, I recall other ones before, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, this one went viral. Like this one went crazy. Everybody was posting it. It was like every group I was on. But it seems to have other, um, you know, maybe it, it stopped whatever was going to happen from happening, or maybe nothing was really going to happen, or I don't know. I don't know. Well, apparently they... Um they caught the guys or like three vehicles before um, what no sorry i was just chatting to Audrey. um that's why i was wondering if, if if paul maybe had some insight i mean i don't know if he's allowed to share with us or if he wants to share uh, I, I tuned in but he's doing work tonight so, so oh, you. Quite. i um, spoke to paul yeah so, I, there's a group I'm on with Paul and some other guys. It's not a security group, but there are guys on that that work within the security industry. And no one there was particularly worried or perturbed or anything. But I think they have to, you know, they have to let whoever they work with know what's going on. So I don't know, Brie, that's, I'm not giving a very clear answer, but it didn't seem from that group that anyone was overly worried. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah, not at all. So, I, a, yeah. Yeah, I see. That's a problem with like um, um, just just a, a screenshot of an of a of a letter from the government or something like that. It's like people make up their own mind about what the reality is. Yeah. 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 Ye
And then I think you're obligated, if you work within the security industry, you're obligated to, to just send that out as a warning to people you work with or the companies you work with or whatever. You know, I think you're just obligated to do it. Right? Rather don't take the risk, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you mean you mean don't go to work or work from home? Or, or just avoid the suburb because they had mentioned a particular suburb in Joburg and they were just like, look, avoid that suburb, don't go there this weekend, whatever. But I was checking the news today and they said that the Pride Parade went on and it was a success. So Was yeah, that in Santon, the Pride Parade? That was in Santon. I've never, I didn't even know Joburg had a Pride Parade. Yeah, we do, eh? I mean, it's not, it's not the first time I've heard it. No, Joe, I think I was probably just getting bigger and bigger. But yeah. Joe, I don't remember. I don't um I remember them being one, eh? Yeah, we've had them before, definitely. Um so I'm reading really so, so tell me something from your point of view and the groups. Yeah. Were they spreading it out of interest or spreading it out of uh, fear or spreading it out like what was what was oh, the I, like, I think it's just it was just one it was just one of those things that people, you know, like to, well, they receive it from their, one of their groups and they forward it on. And um, it's of interest, I think, because it's like, you know, people like to, to, um, to what's the word, um, uh, Skinner. And it's like, oh, let me tell people about this kind of thing. Um, so it was just forwarded on. And then I, I was just reading here, I looked it up. It says, yeah, so it looks like Ramaphosa was pretty pissed off about it. He goes, He's saying um, it's quite unfortunate that the US <clears throat> government issued that type of warning without having a deep dive type of discussion with us. Um, it's unfortunate that another government should issue such a threat as, as to panic among our people. The authorities are willing to verify the threat and the government will issue an alert if needs be. Um, dude, I, I kind of agree with him. Like, Surely the US government <laughs> comes to the SA government and goes, um, guys, we picked up that there might be a terrorist attack. Before we issue this warning out, should we, what do you, what, you know, like what's going on on the ground? You know, um, what would you guys prefer we do? How do we do this properly? You know what I mean? Like chat to each other, surely. Yeah, so there's, there's two things about that. So the first thing is if you read that letter, the original, that's not a letter to the SA uh, public. It was a letter to staff working at the embassy. So I don't know that that should have been released to the SA public. It was a warning to staff working at the embassy. Listen, we heard of something in the Santon area. Rather, don't go there this weekend. Um, whether there was communication in the background, and that's just government's reaction to a viral letter. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine they would send something like that out without having some sort of communication with with the right and the right channels. But who knows? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Ramaphosa is pitching about. Yeah. He's saying, yeah. Like, why did they send out a thing like that if they, if they needed, didn't talk to us? Having a deep dive, deep dive discussion. I mean, that implies that they did have a discussion, but not a deep dive discussion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did see a funny post about that, that, that the terrorist threat was foiled because the one. Load shedding. Huh? Load, load shedding. The one car hit a pothole and burst the yeah. tire and uh yeah. was, was it? are you sure it was a joke <laughs> fair play. Fair play. um well that's the thing is like when that one came through you know like it's you're alerted now and you're like yeah yeah 
So you read it, and you're like, wow, you think that's true. And then you start reading on, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Definitely a joke. But um, um, it actually makes me think of, so that was the other thing I thought, which has been going on in the news this week, which is crazy, is old Elon Musk is officially taken out of Twitter. Have I know, guys, has he? Yeah, officially he's, he's bought it. Have you guys been following that? So no, I haven't. A little bit, but you probably know a bit more than, than I do. Yeah, so just tell us what your thoughts are. Oh, just, I mean, the reason I bring it up is because there was like a, um, obviously the whole, not fallout, but the whole um, experience of it, of it taking over is he basically, he, he, I mean, he did it in such an Elon Musk way, like he waltzed into the Twitter headquarters holding a, a big sink, as if to say, like, I'm, I'm taking everything in the kitchen sink or something like that. Or I don't know, the guys were like analyzing what's the pun he's trying to play at. Um, but, um, and then he kind of just immediately fired all the executives. Like the, the well, that's why I thought he was carrying the sink because he had just fired so many people. There was no one else to carry it in for him. So uh, that's, no, just no, that's just my, no, yeah, that's just my, that's your analysis. Yeah, my analysis, yeah. So, yeah, he, like, fired all the... Well, he fired all the executives, and what was hysterical, and this is what I'm saying about taking things seriously, is um, there was this great, great um, sort of... Yeah, also went viral, because, you know, the world erupted, and Twitter erupted. Um, like, everyone's super stoked. Well, most people are super stoked. You know, the people that have been banned off there, you know, there's a lot of people that have been banned over the years. Um, some not so lack of people, but... You know, I don't know. I don't know what your guys' feels on it are. Um, you know, my feel on it is, you know, I'm I'm all for free speech. And, you know, even if you don't dig what the person's saying, you've got to acknowledge it, that they have the right to say what they want to say. As long as they're not calling for violence and shit like that, you know. Like, that's what I think Twitter started out as. And then slowly, as it became more and more left-leaning, it started to kick people that they didn't like off, you know, like Donald Trump and Alex Jones. I mean, Alex Jones is prob probably the, the most fringe yeah. example like that was an absolute nutcase yeah he's got he's total garbage i mean yeah. i see now he's just been hit with a billion dollar yeah did you see that a billion he's up for a billion dollars yes but tell me something eh? because yeah. i i don't know this too much but like are they like um are they like extremists left-wing people that have been kicked off there that are just not that famous and maybe you would know i don't know so well, here's, 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 what I, here's what I know. Okay, so Twitter over the years, you know, when Twitter started in what, 2009 or whatever, Twitter was like, hey man, this is cool. You know, and it quickly became like, everyone says it's like the town, the town square, the, you know, the, <coughs> the square for everybody to just go stand on their soapbox and shout what they want to shout. And um, slowly as, and I think the 2016 election was the real uh, moment where um, <coughs> it real because, um, that was the Donald Trump and that, that was the Russian collusion. And then they, they discovered that there were a whole bunch of Russian bots that were creating accounts on Twitter to share misinformation and to, to basically um, corrupt a whole election, to, to sway a whole election in a certain direction, right? So that's when, and that's when like Donald Trump got, you know, he really built up a following there and you slowly had, all, you had everybody kind of doing their own thing on Twitter and, 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 Sure. And, and the spread of misinformation. That was the other thing is, you know, you had people with large followings retweeting or tweeting stuff that they read online. This is a perfect example is this, this um, terrorism threat. You saw yeah. the terrorism threat and you're like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Let me tweet that out without verifying if it's true. And what you do is you cause yeah. panic because you've got 100,000 people who follow you or 200,000 or whatever it is. 
So you've got a massive, massive platform. So you, you share out something that you, you, you believe and you, you share out as real. And then the next thing you know, it's like, turns out to be a hoax and you've caused this panic. So that's kind of, I think what was happening with the, the 2016 election was Trump and, and his mates and, and the left as well. I think everybody was guilty of this. We're all sharing shit that they probably shouldn't have been sharing um, or without verifying is it true. And then slowly as, as Trump, um, you know, as he got, got won the election and became more and more emboldened, 100%, I think he he gaslit and really, you know, gave a lot of confidence to a lot of right-wing bad dudes and all that. And slowly Twitter, in an effort, Twitter, which is, which is a private company, but was clearly left-leaning, you know, they were more to the left than they were to the right. They started taking it upon themselves to say, right, we don't like what you've tweeted. It's against our terms of service. So we're going to ban you. We're going to suspend your account. And we're going to ban you for a week or whatever it is. They had a bunch of tactics that they would do. They would ban people that suspend accounts. They would also do shadow banning. You know what shadow banning is? No. Like shadow no. banning is basically you, you, for you as the user, you have an account on Twitter or and anybody, YouTube can do it. Anybody can shadow ban. Um, you have an account on Twitter and for, for all intents and purposes, you log on and you see your accounts and everything's great. But you start noticing that when you put out a tweet, you're getting like, let's say you've got a million followers on Twitter and you're putting out tweets and you get like 10,000 likes and 5,000 retweets on average on all your tweets. All of a sudden you start to notice that you're only getting like 1,000 likes and 1,000 retweets or whatever it is. But your account looks and behaves normal. You know, there's not, nothing, you haven't lost followers, nothing's really changed. To, only to discover that Twitter's shadow banned you. What they've done is they basically, they've throttled your reach because they don't like what, they don't like your, your yeah, politics yeah. and they don't like what you're doing. So, and it okay. takes you a month, two months, six months to figure this out. And all of a sudden you've lost all of this reach, this real reach that you had. You have, your message is not getting as far as which is, which is, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, I mean, that in and of itself is, is, I don't know if it's unethical, but it's, it's not a nice way to play, you know, like if you, just because you don't like someone. So the, the, the right argument about this is, well, you guys banned Donald Trump and you banned um, like the Babylon Bee, you know, those, those guys, the satirical guys that tune you about, they got banned as well. They put out a completely satirical tweet and they got banned for it. Or, or they got suspended, their account got suspended or something like that. Um, but then the guys like, I think it's the Ayatollah Khomeini, the, 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 the head of the one terrorist organization in the, in the Middle East, he's, he's got, or they've got a, a Twitter account that hasn't been banned. You know, like they're just tweeting out the most horrible terrorist shit and nobody's banned them. You know, like, so there's a complete imbalance of like what's going on. So yes, there were some, some lefts probably who got banned, but often what you find, I think, is because they were saying things against the term of service that were, were, were along the lines of what Twitter as the HQ didn't mind. They didn't mind saying Donald Trump is a is a, a danger is not let's say Donald Trump is not the president of the United States. Um, they were not banned for that. But if somebody had said um, Joe Biden is not the president of the United States, they would get banned. So there was a complete imbalance. Um, and the real reality of it was, was at least from my perspective, is dude. If it's if it's good for all, you know, if it's good for one person to say something, it's got to be good for everybody to say something. Hundred percent, as long as they're not inciting violence and calling for like you to go and attack or harass someone, that should be against the rules. You know, you don't, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. But you should be allowed to voice your opinion, whether it's true or not, 
um, and whether whether it's popular or not, that shouldn't be the determination. Everybody should be allowed to say what they want to say as long as they're not inciting violence. So now that, that Musk is in, he's basically come straight back in and he's he's the, <laughs> like beautiful example. I, I heard about that, that he'd taken over and I haven't been into my Twitter account for years. So I thought, hey, fuck, let me go check out Twitter and just see what's going on. And Strews Nuts, I was checking out something completely unrelated to Musk take, taking over. I was checking out something about a video I just watched or something. And straight underneath it, they give you more, more tweets. Like they just promote other stuff. And it was straight up all about, it was about um, Elon Musk had tweeted something and people were replying. So they were obviously promoting Elon Musk's tweets into random people on the text. And it was so funny. Like people were just memeing so hard about Musk taking over. Like the one was funny that um it, it just said there elon musk takes over uh ownership of twitter 10 minutes later they show a screenshot of the trending topics and the n-word is one of the top trending topics like i was hitting the n-word hard to test the the boundaries of what they could get away with now so like is it going to be all good you are it'll be good because people people who who are, should be allowed to say things on Twitter, but is it going to bring out these fucking degenerates? Definitely. You know, like yeah. it's, going to, it's going to make people a lot more brave and it's going to make, people, you know, do things that they probably, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but for me, these platforms need to have rules. And if you break the rules, you should get thrown off. But if you don't break the rules, you shouldn't get thrown off. You know what I mean? So like, so what is his agenda behind the, the purchase of it? Is it for everyone to have a freedom of speech or is it just some business? Well, yeah, his, his agenda is, I reckon he's, a, look, let's, let's, not, let's not fool around and let's see the wood for the trees here. Elon Musk is your, is about as close to a Bond villain as we in the world will be. And I say that in the, in the most, in the most, flattering and unflattering way because the dude is i said in a flattering way in that he, i believe in a lot of what he's doing is great like he's doing amazing things you know in terms of um global warming and cutting climate climate impact and um opening up this i think is good to open up free speech is good but he's also doing some fucking dodgies and, and like tesla you know he's taking a, he's taking a, a lot of stuff the, the euro link um he's doing a lot of good things but he's also doing some stuff that's super, super questionable. Like he's got this other company, I don't know what it's <clears> called, but they're basically working on putting um, uh, chips into people's heads and um, the ability to, to, to use your brain to do something and, and for them to read what's going on in your brain. So right now, if I understand correctly, they're busy doing it with um, like um, prosthetic people, people with prosthetics. They give a person a prosthetic and then they give put the chip in their brain and then the, using that chip, that person's able to use their prosthetics. You know, yes. like it's unbelievable, like what they're what they're trialing, what they're testing, which is great. Like that's unbelievable, but it's a very, very, very thin line between that and the U.S. government or any government, Chinese government, whatever government, going, oh, brilliant! So you've got this technology and we can do fine. It's mandatory that every person in our population gets one of these we want to know what everyone's thinking like that's you know like from that perspective yeah. that's odd villain stuff so yeah you know what's his agenda <clears throat> his agenda is i think his agenda is to have a, a, a 
a piece of the pie, well, like a, a, an interest in everything, in transport, in property, in, in communication. You know, he's a bondman. Again, flattering way and non-flattering way, I believe he's yeah. good and bad, but um, that's his agenda. He wants to he wants to have a piece of every pie. And like, it's scary, you, you know, because it's one dude and he's a private guy, so he can do, he's got a lot of power. He wants yeah. to take people off the planet to Mars. Like, that's good yeah so that that balance that balance that um that we have in humanity like how many inventions how many things were invented with initially it had a good intention and then somewhere along the line somebody will take the invention in. yeah you know mm -hmm. i mean prime example is the internet you could in the beginning it was yeah it's access to information and so on until people started working out oh gee whiz i can learn how to how to, how to make a pop bomb on this thing as well not just look up you know how a ship was built i can make a pipe bomb so yeah i worry about these things but you can't stop the progress that's the well, thing well 100 and, and and you know what your point about the internet is is quite is quite true as well like if you think about this you go back 200 years or 300 years i don't know how long it's been you go back to the the day that the the guys invented the printing press when they invented the printing press did they go I don't know if this is a good idea for us to push forward on because people will be able to share how to make pipe bombs and um, we'll be able to share terrorism information. And, you know, like, I don't think, so let's just not do it. So you're 100% right. The internet, people were like, yeah, we can share really good stuff. But then people took it and went, well, we can really share bad, well, bad stuff. We think it's good. We can share bad stuff as well. So you're 100% right. You can't stop progress. Like when they invented cell phones, or or the or or yeah, um, networking and connections. Do you think that they that they had in mind that the Chinese government would put in 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 place a social score a social scoring system that that rated people on whether they can get a loan or whether they can take transport? No, is it a good yeah. thing? Yeah, it's a good thing if your score's high and if you buy into that. But it's a bad thing if you. A person who doesn't is not interested in that or who doesn't want to be held accountable you know for you know have have the government watching your every move so yeah so for me what it, what it should be is is that you have a responsibility as the inventor as an individual as, as a company there's a level of responsibility and what should happen is there should be a process of like forward thinking laws where guys don't just invent, like you can't just invent the thing and then put it out there. You actually have to go, right, guys, we've invented this, it's brilliant. We've got this chip in the head that can help people with prosthetic, robotic arms, legs, whatever it might be. Right, where can this go south? You know, we now need to speak to a division of government that is forward thinking, legal. Where can this go south? How do we protect it? How do we not allow it? And right off the bat, it yeah. goes, these chips can never be accessed by anyone, you know. Yeah. But it's a lockout system, the same as, as uh, WhatsApp has, sort yeah. of. You know, well, do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you'll always have as much as long as you have a government wanting to put in a chip system into everyone's head, you will always have uh, a, an, an underground um, militia, for lack of a better word, or an underground movement of hackers who are not on board with that pro process. Who go, all right, yeah, put it in everyone's head. We'll hack it. And we will send them a message you don't want us to send. You know, so 
the other, I mean, this is a super, super interesting because, you, you know, what you just said actually brings up a whole bunch of things because I agree with you that you need to have systems in place and like regulations in place to, to stop. If you're going to invent something that's going to have this kind of impact on the world, then you need to have these regulations. You need to do it in a certain way. If I told you that in 2001, there was going to be a thing called the internet and it was going to do this and come up with some laws that are going to make sense for the next 30, 40, 50 years, you, would, you wouldn't be able to do that. No, no good lawyer would be able to do that. And you're not even a good lawyer. You know what I mean? You're a shit lawyer. <laughs> I wish you were a lawyer. But, That's because I'm a lawyer. <laughs> but, but more to the point is, and here's the interesting thing, is what you've just suggested. I mean, what you've just suggested is very um, authoritarian. Because, and here's the interesting thing about Twitter, and what's so interesting, it has been already for the last 10 years of Twitter, even before Musk took over. Twitter is not a public company, okay? Twitter is a private company. So why should the government be allowed to interfere in what Twitter does and make Twitter make regulations and say, right, you have to have these rules in place. It's a private company. They should be allowed to do whatever they want, which is capitalism, right? At what point do you, do you overthrow capitalism and say, right, capitalism's okay as long as you're not making anything that's going to interfere too much with what the government does. At which point you need to, we need to, you need to allow us to interfere and make our own rules around what you're doing. So that's yeah. one of the, that's been one of the biggest problems with Twitter is Twitter's been allowed to, in theory, break the US constitution by banning these people. Okay. So people would say that they get banned off Twitter for, um, they get banned off Twitter for, for making a tweet. Let's say they made a tweet that says, Donald, uh, Joe Biden is not the real president. It was a it was a stolen election. Okay, now on Twitter that that could be, you could get thrown off Twitter for that in the old days. But get, for getting thrown off Twitter for that is is it, it is a it is contradicting the an American citizen's right to free speech. So you've broken the constitution. So, if you're a government body, you can't break the constitution. You're not allowed to go against someone else's rights in fact if you're a private company you're not allowed to go against someone else's rights but if you're a private company you can do that without any sort of government regulation so these people are getting thrown this is their argument anyway they're getting thrown off in the arts oh, against my, my, my constitutional right to free speech well we don't care we're a private company stuff you we can do what we want it's our platform and you we don't like what you do it's their right to throw that person off the platform so like at what point do you do you get the government involved, you know, and you go to the, then you take, make a court case and you go against the law and you go to the, to the court case and you, you see what the, the, the courts say, but you know, it's a, it's a freedom of speech question. Yeah. But so what I found that it went up. So when I was speaking on a legal basis, I just found that so often now the legal systems are so far behind the progress of you know, hard tech that they're archaic in comparison yeah. i don't understand why there aren't engineers and legal individuals and ex judges and shit all sitting down going right this is a new this is a whole new thing a whole industry that's around this is where we foresee problems let's get basic laws going nothing that'll put people in jail nothing yeah. like well, over the top yeah. exit yeah well that that's an interesting one as well because you know like when when in the last few years when when facebook do you remember when facebook got pulled in front of 
um, the the Congress and they had to go and answer, or the Senate or whatever, and they had to go answer a bunch of questions. They got a subpoena to go sit, uh, Mark Zuckerberg had to go sit there. And the questions that these governors or senators were asking, people were looking going, Jesus Christ, do you always have no idea what you're talking about? Like you, okay, it's understandable. You're a senator or a governor. Your job is not to know how social media works, but then get a consultant to, to consult on these questions yeah. before you, because you're making yourselves look like a bunch of idiots, and you guys are making the laws that are that pertain to these social networks. Yeah. How are you going to make laws that pertain to these social networks if you don't even understand how the how the how the the laws work? Yeah, like you're hundred percent right. Is is, and these these senators and governors are 65, 70 year old bullies who've been sitting there in, 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 a, in a comfortable senate seat for the last 20 years of their life. What do they care? They don't care about what social networks work and how they work and how they figure shit out. They don't give a shit. Yeah. But you're 100% right. Is, is the law does need to, I mean, think about it like this as well. How long did it take for a Protection of Personal Information Act? to come about in the world, to protect our personal information online. Popular. Yeah, exactly. GDPR. Yeah. How long did it take? Yeah. It years. How long did it take for, um, you know, even for like basic internet security stuff to come along? It took years. Um, you know, this is, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a fan of government regulation at all, but the government does need to take some, some steps to protect people. So yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a, yeah. Listen, that's the checks and balances, isn't it? Yeah. We don't like we don't. I mean, nobody here is going to go. Um, yeah, governments are awesome. We love having them and so on. But the reality is that the systems we've chosen to live in, you know, are not great systems. But they might not be the worst out there. You know, there are governments that are far harsher than the governments of the countries the three of us live in. Yeah. So, yeah, it's but it, but you need those checks and balances. The same as the private sector should, should be keeping governments in check, which in a lot of countries that doesn't happen. The, the government should be keeping private. It should be a yeah, a, uh, you know, yeah. management from both sides. Like, but uh, like a yeah, go for it. Sorry. No, I was going to say like a partnership, bro. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But an unfriendly partnership in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at the moment, I agree with you. Unfriendly. Because at the moment, I feel like it is too friendly. It's like. These two guys are, are way too friendly with each other, and they they make very good deals for each other, but yes. stuff everybody else. Yeah, like yeah stuff yeah. the consumer really, because stuff the guys you have to. Oh, show me you got you got COVID to deal with. All right, we'll give you eight hundred rand a month. Oh, you're a corporation who's got he has eight billion rand. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, like like that just doesn't doesn't. <laughs> But, but yeah. sorry, to, 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 there was a very funny, I was talking about this, um, what we started off with, with uh, what's a hoax and what's not. So with all the fallout of this, or like what all the memes going on on Twitter, these two dudes were so sharp and on it. They basically, these two guys went to the Twitter headquarters. Two random dudes. The one guy's name was Ligma Johnson. Okay, Sasha's face says it all. He gets it. Kevin gets it. What is Ligma? Okay. We all know what Ligma means. Ligma is a fucking troll. It's a Ligma ball, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> to not pick this up at all. So this guy, Ligma Johnson, him and his mate, I can't remember the other guy's name, they went to the Twitter headquarters and walked out of the headquarters with a box full of their shit 
like the one guy had a Michelle Obama book in his in his box, and and the the, the reporters were all there standing there ready to chat to him. What happened? What happened? Did you guys get fired? Yeah, they just let us go. They just threw us straight out. Oh, did you? Did they tell you why you be? And they did a full on interview, and this thing went viral. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, these poor." Um, engineers are being fired from from Twitter. Elon Musk's first move as CEO, and it took until about yesterday for people to realize. Wait a minute, this isn't a fucking joke. These guys are hoaxing these people. That is brilliant. Ooh, terrific, it's absolutely brilliant. So like that is brilliant. These guys were, were dead deadpan, bro. The one I was standing there, and he's like, "Yo, this book, Michelle Obama's book, was a real inspiration <laughs> for me." <laughs> like there you go. Like that's that's how easy it is to 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 like pull one over because the media is that ready to buy and eat that yeah, shit yeah. Yeah. and that's what this like this terrorism hoax is or not hoax but this terrorism message is so scary because anybody can put together a good photoshop of a of a, a thing mm. uh, a terrorism or a hey Cyril Ramaphosa is dead here's the official notice and the next thing you know there's panic like it's yeah. so yeah, yeah. So it's been an interesting week. I mean, from that perspective. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, in a in a country where things are like riding, where the temperature is extremely yeah. politically hot. Yeah. Yes, it's the wrong picture, the wrong headline, yeah. the wrong words could kick off something. And yeah, and, it's a worry. And once it's kicked off, and once people have eaten it, they're not going to admit. And you yeah. say, oh, it's a joke. I was just kidding. Um, yeah. There was another. There's actually been a phenomenal other example of of exactly this. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm if if you guys have been following or knew about this this trial of this guy Darrell Brooks. So, no. long story short, about a year ago, you may have seen this one. I mean, it's hard to tell them all apart in America, but there was a a, um, a, a Thanksgiving parade in America a year ago in 2021. So it was like November 2021. This guy took his SUV and drove through the crowd and like murdered six people and um just took out a hundred people or whatever it was like he injured a ton of people and he murdered six people like a kid some grannies it was horrific his trial has just come to an end here in the states and it was one absolutely one of the most entertaining pieces of trial court courtroom stuff that i've ever seen in my life like he was um, you know, like you had the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, which was fun. If you're interested in celebrity, you can watch. Like that was a, it was okay, but I was like, I don't get, really care about these rich people fighting over, you know, scraps and all that. Bullshit. Yeah. This guy's trial was so interesting, and I'll tell you why for a few reasons. Um, so number one is just the most horrific human being. Like he was a, it was obviously him. He clearly did it. They've got video footage. They not they picked him up. You know, the car and all this stuff. He killed people. So obviously you can't say that you have to, he has to have a fair trial that he's had a fair trial tonight. So officially he was found, he was found guilty. But what was most so interesting about it was he came in there straight, straight up from the day his trial started. And he was like, right, uh, I'm a sovereign citizen. So that's like a, a movement of people here in the States who don't believe that the laws pertain to them. They believe that the constitution, they reread the constitution in their own way. And that and it's a whole long story. I'll get into that. He turned out around straight away and he said, right, um, he had a fight, full-on fight with his own court-appointed attorneys. And he said, no, I don't want these guys to be representing me. I'll represent myself. So immediately as that happened, it, was, it just became the most entertaining thing because you have this absolute idiot of a man 
like not the smartest guy to begin with, obviously, clearly has some mental issues if he, if he, if he, he can find it in himself to run people over with his car. He turned around straight and he went, cool, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll defend myself in this trial. In a murder trial, I'll defend myself. So he decided he's going to defend himself. And it was just the most entertaining day after day. He would just stand there in front of the court and fight with the judge. He would throw out all the sovereign citizen bullshit like, what's the grounds? I don't, I don't, um, I don't um, recognize this court as one of one that has jurisdiction over me. Can you, can you tell me what your, 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 your um, uh, uh, right to have jurisdiction over this matter is? Like just bullshit. Like he thought he was the smartest dude ever. This judge, she's an absolute saint. She managed to, she managed this trial like an absolute saint. But what was so interesting was, and you just watch this guy make an absolute fool of himself. He would call his own witnesses and he tried to, to, to ask them questions. And then he tried to cross-examine the, the, the prosecutors. It was just the most entertaining thing you've ever seen, just watching this guy dig his own grave. But what was so interesting was in the middle of the trial, towards the end of the trial, on Reddit, there was a there was a subreddit started called Justice for Justice for Durrell or something like that, and someone posted in the subreddit, "Hi guys, uh, my name's Mark or whatever, and I'm one of the jurors in the and this was before the trial's finished. Um, oh, I'm one I'm one of the jurors in the Durrell Durrell Brown Durrell Williams I can't remember um, trial. Um, ask me anything." And then this got leaked out. It actually took off. Like, obviously, people were like, what the fuck? And then this became, went kind of viral. So this got drawn to the attention of the judge and yeah. the prosecution and the and Darrell, you know, his, his lawyer himself. So it was like a big concern at one stage that they were going to have to have a mistrial because if one of the jurors was now... I mean, obviously, this is a hoax. Obviously, this is not happening. The jurors yeah. don't have access to cell phones anyway. Like they, they, they completely, yeah. you know, cut them off. Yeah. There was questions about do we have a mistrial and all that. And the judge made a call. She's like, listen, this is being investigated by the cops. We're very close to the end of this trial. I don't believe that there's any um, any merit to this person. I don't believe that they actually are one of the jurors. So I'm continuing the trial. And then this Darrell, oh, like, as soon as it came towards closing arguments, whatever, he tried to get the whole trial thrown out. He was like, no. Because of that. Yeah. He was like, I think we should, we should. But he, the way he d- does it, he sat there for like 10 minutes beating around the bush because he didn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. Everything, yeah. everything that the, that the, the prosecution brought forward, he was like, objection. And, oh, and the judge would say, let's say, overall, just keep talking. They landed up throwing, they, she actually, the judge, he was so disruptive. The judge created another courtroom for him in the courtroom next door. And when he was too disruptive, she just moved him into that courtroom. She threw him out of the court and she put him at, at a table. He had audio and, and she could mute him or unmute him. And so that she could carry on with the trial. Like she, she did everything she could because that was the danger. It's like he could turn around at any step well, on appeal. If he gets found guilty, which he was, he could get, he could come back and, and appeal and say, my rights were, were, were um, were not seen to in the original trial because the judge didn't follow the procedure correct. This yeah. judge was patient. She, she there were a few times like she, she at one stage she's like, okay, he's now staring at me. I needed I'm putting him in the next room. I need to take a break. Like she, it got very, very, very tense some moments, but it was one of the most entertaining things. But there's there's a perfect example where she 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 didn't miss trial. She let the trial go, but perfect example where a hoax. And anybody can do it. 
can just go, yeah, I am the real Donald Trump on Twitter. And people yeah, yeah. Up and go, okay, yeah. I believe what this guy says. Maybe, yeah, yeah. It is, maybe it is Donald Trump. Maybe it's not. Like, yeah, yeah. Bro, it's, it's actually scary when you think about how easily our reality can be changed. Messed with, yeah. But, and tell me, did, did he get the book thrown at him? Was he given like a heavy sentence? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was up for, he was up on 76 charges. There were 76, <laughs> this guy looked at 76 charges, six of which were murder. Like, uh, yeah, murder charges. I don't know the details, but, and this is a guy who looked at 76 charges. No, I'll, I'll defend myself. Thanks. I'll be all right. And he got like one by one. She just read them off. She was like, um, guilty on this, guilty on that, guilty on this, guilty on that, guilty on this, guilty on that. And he'll appeal, obviously. They always do. But like, he's... he's... I'd actually like to watch it, though. Yeah, also. If you want, I'll, 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 I'll give you guys... I'll, like, obviously, as I say, I, I watched it quite closely. Obviously, but I didn't watch the whole trial. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to watch the whole thing. I just no, 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 no. Like, but there's some unbelievable moments of, like, real entertainment where I'll share them with you. I'll put them in the Facebook group as well. So to uh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're not in our Facebook group, go like our Facebook group because we post all of this crap so you guys can follow along. But um, wow. I'll I'll share the some of the best moments there and, and like it's just and and read about sovereign citizens. That's another unbelievable thing that exists in America. Oh, so I was going to say that's not the first time I've heard of that. Claim. Oh, have you heard about that before? I, I've heard it. I was doing that before. I don't. I can't say that I've heard of it. Through an entire court case when Oak even decides. No, no, yeah. This is, this is, yeah. Yeah. I've heard about Oaks not re uh, recognizing the, the legality of that court and the yeah. judge. Yeah. So, so this is, this is without a doubt been the most high profile example of a sovereign citizen. I mean, as far as I know, the most high profile example of, of a sovereign citizen trying to pull the sovereign citizen bullshit. And it's quite interesting. There's quite a few, um, um, there's quite a few YouTube channels that I follow that are that are follow the sovereign citizen movements, like roasting sovereign citizens who always videotape themselves and always like, oh, well, I was right and this cop was wrong, and they're like, no, bro, you're an idiot. And like the most common, the most common interaction, the most common place you see it is um, guys in America getting pulled over by by the cops on the side of the road, and the cop comes up and says, how can I see your um, your driver's license, your registration, and your insurance. And the guy's like, no, I don't need any of that stuff. I've not contracted with the with the state on this. Um, I am I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a I'm not driving, I'm traveling. They travelers, they consider themselves. So there's sovereign citizens, and then you get this other thing called Moors, Moorish citizens or something like that. And then those got those guys believe that they're actually a whole state or a whole nation within the United States. So they have their own governments and their own like, even though it's not recognized at all, these are dudes who pull, get pulled over to the side and say, right, I'm going to phone the prime minister of, or the, 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 the governor of my state. And they get this person on the phone. And I was like, don't say anything. Just, you have no contract with these. And it's like, dude, you're just going to get shot on the side of the road. You're going to get taken to jail. But tell me something, like it seems... In the States, I, I mean, it could be in other countries, but I just don't get the information. But it seems like in the States, there's a real, like, anti-government, anti-establishment sort of 
you know, even even if you look at the at the way things are now, if you're a Republican, you just there's a lot of Republicans who just don't recognize. Yeah, yeah. That, that's so I'm not even talking on that level because that's just you know just massive partisanship in terms of of politics. But these folks who think they like sovereign, I don't understand. Like, it, it, it seems to be quite common in the states. That's, yeah, that's what yeah. I so, so it's interesting you mention that because um, I have seen a few of them in the United Kingdom as well. Okay. Not, but you're hundred percent right. Definitely, mostly in the states. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's mainly because people in firstly the size of the population being so big. And um, the fact that everybody records themselves here, like they, you know, they're happy and post their shit and they're all narcissistic. They all want to be famous and all that shit. Like you don't see Chinese guys running around or videos, of, I don't know, maybe because of the English barrier or Japanese citizens saying, I'm a sovereign citizen. You'll get, you'll get taken to a pogrom, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll be beheaded. So, Sash, I think, and I, I, there's no, I mean, I don't know why, but I think that the, the, the reality of, of America, why that happens mostly in America at least is America is based on the constitution, exactly like South Africa. They're, they're a constitutional republic like South Africa is, hey? So we've got the same makeup of government. South Africa and America are constitutional republics. Um, everywhere else, all other democracies are democracies. There's a few other constitutional republics, but we are two that have a constitution that guards our nation, you know, guards our laws, yeah. guards everything. I think in I don't know what I'm talking about as usual, but that's the ta- <laughs> that's the tagline for this podcast. We don't know what we're talking. So you're selling me, you're selling me. <laughs> don't don't buy what I'm selling, but possibly. <laughs> um, I think it's got to do with the fact that the constitution is is absolute in this country. Okay, um, it was it was put together 300 years ago, whatever it is. Um, it was. I don't even know how many uh, amendments there are. And it was like, these are written in stone. There's no changing them. And the irony is they call them amendments. Which <laughs> is like, surely you can amend an amendment. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's what an amendment is. Well, I think, it, I don't know actually, you know, but I think the amendment means that we amended the constitution. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, but, but then surely you can amend it again. Of course you can. Of course you can. But, yeah. but you can't, because if they could, then they could they could take away freedom of speech. They could take away um, freedom of religion. They could take well, away. Freedom well, of the way I understand it is they can amend it. I mean, there's a whole process to changing those um, those liberties. But um, yeah, along with the process would be insane, insane uh, political uh, repercussion, well, yeah. repercussions. Yeah, I guess you'd probably have to have a referendum on the matter and like. That's why this abortion issue was so big here because the abortion is not in the in the constitution. Um, ab- abortion was a was a, a court case and it was and it basically was like federal versus state and now it's been put with the state. So you can still have abortions here, but depending on what state you're in, the state is to make the laws. So I think it's I think it's look. Let me put it like this: I don't think you have many Democrats, liberal Democrats, running around saying I'm a sovereign citizen. I think you would have that mostly from the Republican dudes who believe in their, their right to this and their right to that and, and all that. Although the, the liberal, the Democrats also believe my right to free speech and my, my right to have an abortion and all that. So I think it's because if I'm honest in, in my educated and legal opinion, as I have on this podcast, um, 
what, one of America's biggest issues is the, the constitution that it's so absolute and so everybody believes in their rights so much. And I don't mean that you shouldn't believe in your rights. Everyone should have rights and should believe in them. But it's that it's so absolute and so written in stone that it will never change. Like guns is a good one. Like guns is a good one because, yeah, I believe everyone, you know, you should have the right to to arm yourself and protect yourself. And and But, you know, their, their fight is, well, we're not just protecting ourselves or arming ourselves against our own security. We, we're doing it against the tyranny of the government. So if the government... Yeah rises up against the people we will be armed enough to have it. Yeah, that's, well, what, that's what the civil war was basically yeah but the but the the second amendment in terms of guns the issue isn't that it's how it's it's how it's managed in the states yeah do you know what i mean i don't yeah. know if you guys heard me because of yeah, yeah 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 it broke up so there, but, it's yeah. it's everyone, everyone can have a Say that again, Sash. Kevin, how can you have perfect signal and Sasha, who's who's in the room next I'm, to you? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm using Paul's mobile. Oh, no, using Paul's mobile. <laughs> Do you remember I always take a piss? How's his, how's, his, um, how's his internet bundle doing? Did he ask yeah, all right. Probably going to run out at the end of this. Did he ask you not to put your video on during the call? <laughs> he, he tunes, he'll switch off his TV. <laughs> He's not allowed to watch Netflix or anything. But I mean, that's uh, this, this, there, Sashi's this sort of back and Sashi, there. Sashi. Sorry, guys. Yeah, just the usual WhatsApp. Ach, uh, laptop crap. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, you were saying so. The, so the it's not it's about the the implementation of it. Yeah, it's it's just the you know I, I don't have an issue with a country with individuals who buy guns and so on. And there's, I mean, everybody's seen the documentaries of Switzerland and other countries that have thousands and thousands and thousands of guns within their borders. But it's just the management of the whole thing. It's just, but it's been over politicized in the states, in my opinion. That's that's probably it's a wep it's weaponized. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good word to put it to put to it. Weaponized, not just politicized. It's weaponized. Yeah, and and I think the states is is. I don't know, dude. There are some. There are things about like why is why is America if there are countries with other countries with guns. Like why why does America have so many school shootings? Like why is America so much worse than from that perspective? Yeah, you know. why, why do they, I don't know. And th that's the thing is America, I think has gone so far down the, so far down the rabbit hole in terms of like now they, they and a lot of places are anti-cop completely since the Black Lives Matter protests, they were like, they wanted to defund the police and get rid of the cops. And it's like, bro, that's, that's, that's asking for shit. But then the cops are, yeah, the cops are- they have their mob justice then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, they'll have psychologists and like, you know, that's sort of me. But it is. Yeah, yeah, then, you know, on the other hand, the cops are, a lot of cops are fucking dirty bastards here. So, yeah. you know, you have to understand that a lot of people of color here are the ones who are victimized by the cops mostly. So, oh, 
Yeah, look, I think that's that what you started there is a conversation that we could do like six episodes on. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I, th I, I thought I we just think. I thought we I thought we just solved it though. Didn't we just like amend the second the second amendment? <laughs> Jeez, no, I disagree with you in on so many levels. <laughs> um, but I think just the conversation around those things, like I, I know about the defunding of the cops, but I don't really know the full story or what, you know, I, I've heard it. That's the most is I've heard it, I, I, but I don't know what the story is around it. Yeah. Um, so that in itself is a, is a, is a massive conversation and, and, and could, could be discussed at a later stage, but yeah. 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 The response that Oakley drove into the fucking crowd. What was the gist of that? Was he just, yeah. did he wake up yeah. and decide, like, fuck it, I'm in a bad mood? He knew this uh, gathering was happening. Was it some yeah. sort of planned attack or was no, he just driving timing? Yeah. So, so it wasn't a terrorist attack in terms of like, it wasn't pre premeditated in terms of like, he, he you know, he, he spent three weeks going, okay, I'll wait until the day of the parade. Um, he he was he's the the day of at least what I picked up from the trial that I watched the parts that I watched the day of he he had um he had just just had a big fight with his with his baby mama so like they had just had a fight he just beaten her up or something um there was clearly some shit going on there around their kid and around the you know some sort of domestic stuff going on. And then he got in his car and, and I don't think much came. I don't actually know the full story in terms of like what he was actually thinking. Um, but that was one of the big parts of the case in the closing argument in particular, the prosecution was like intent. This guy intended to do this. And his defense in a big way was like his, because I mean, this is a guy who's decided to defend himself based on his knowledge of watching law and order for a few years or like, you know, our our not like if we had to go into a court case, we would probably get put put forward about as about as cogent and, and effective in a defense of ourselves as this guy did. So we we're calling the guy an idiot, but let's be honest, we would do no better had we had we been called to defend ourselves. But yeah, but we wouldn't do that. Exactly. exactly. There you go. So hundred percent. <laughs> we would never ever do that to ourselves. But um, the, their thing was like this guy intended to do it, and his defense that at least he tried to put forward a little bit was the car that um, I drove. No, he didn't say I drove, but like that was driven in this attack. Did he you travel? Huh? The car that he was traveling. Yes, that he was traveling, not driving. He was traveling in it. No. Um, the car that he was uh, traveling in, um, did you know that 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 um, uh, model of the car had been recalled three years earlier? Did you know that? You know, and like, did you know that the year before that model was recalled? And when he had like cops and people and witnesses on the stand that he called, he was like, did you hear beeping, like hooting, um, while this car was hitting people? And they were like, no, I don't know if I, you know. And his thing was, well, I was hooting because the card malfunctioned and, and well, that was sort of what he was getting at. He never really said that. And was it factual? Were those, were those actual facts that he was putting out there? I mean, did well, somebody facts? He was trying to put out there. He was trying to say, no, I was hooting and, and I, I didn't, the car was out of control and I couldn't stop. No, but I mean the recalls, the vehicle recalls. Yeah, I think those were, I think they were true. Were they, were they but, genuine? 
Yeah, but the, but you're talking about I don't know what kind of recall. You know, cars can be recalled for yeah. an airbag being out of hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, like it's all about giving um, what's a reasonable doubt to the jury to say, all right, there's a reasonable doubt that this car maybe he, the car did malfunction, so I can't find him guilty. But um, yeah, it was just I don't know, did I, to be honest with you, like there was a super interesting one as well. Now that just happened now with um. Uh, another guy, a kid who did one of the shootings here, and um, his name escapes me now, but he was also just found guilty. And it turns out, like, he was, he had his mother, when his mother was, she, when, when he was a baby, when she was, when she was pregnant with him, she was drinking and smoking and all this stuff. And he, and he was actually did. They, they diagnosed him with like fetal alcohol syndrome or whatever it is, and that the guy's developmental state was not where it should be. And did he was he found guilty? Yeah, he was found guilty, but not of life. They didn't get sentenced to life. You know, he gets sentenced to life in jail or whatever it is. Rather, uh, sorry, he didn't get sentenced to murder, uh, to death, to murder, to yeah. death. How's that for a Freudian slip? Didn't get service. Death, he got sentenced to life in prison. So, like, there's a dude who, who took a gun for weeks before was recording videos of himself saying, "On this date, it's going to happen." You know, like this, this is a guy who premeditated. Anyway, um, guys, another another issue solved on the podcast. We did it. Yeah, we just need to. Which one did we solve today? Again, uh, I think it was um, Elon Musk. Hoaxes, hoaxes. I think hoaxes. Actually, the danger of hoaxes. The danger of hoaxes. Yeah, and And sovereign and sovereign individuals. Sovereign citizens. Sovereign citizens, yeah. Sovereign citizens. Um, yeah. Good job. Nice job, chaps. <laughs>